Welcome to the Make Disciples podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Well, welcome back to this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. My name is Dan Rober, and I have the privilege of being joined today with Todd Velliber, our students pastor. Thanks for being here, Todd. Hey, great to be here. Yeah, happy to have you here with us. We've been seeing you a little more recently because you've been involved in the online digital uh, solution that we have here because not everyone can join us together. Is this something that you've been doing a long time for us? Well, yeah, uh, since we very rapidly had to pivot in March and uh, go online, um, just in conversation with JP, our tech extraordinaire and producer, this is actually bringing back an old skill set of mine. When I started in the ministry um, at the crazy age of 15, there were no other ministries in the church that would take a teenager other than tech. And I had not really done much in that, but knew what God had called me to and thought, well, I'll start there if that's my only option. At that point, was tracking towards music and worship, and uh, they didn't have anything that was available. So I launched into tech and started learning audio, video, lighting. And uh, part of that, being at a very large church, was we were live on NBC. And so thus, we had a multiplicity of cameras and video directors and all of the roles. And so at a very young age, as a teenager, I started learning this stuff that carried with me uh, into the ministry and have done it at previous churches. When the pandemic hit and it forced us online uh, for a season, it was uh, God saying, hey, well, if I can help and I can serve and this is a way I can use some of my old skills, I'm glad to do it. So all that training is paying off. It is. Yeah. It's a behind the scenes position. So you're never seen or heard, which is okay. I kind of like that anyway, but it's a lot of fun to be doing that for a while. Yeah. And it it gives us a good entrance into what we're talking about today. Yeah. Because As you may be familiar with, we are talking about our major mission and vision statements for the church. And today we're talking about this idea of serving freely and the importance of serving freely in the life of a Christian. And so this is a great example of uh, one way that people are doing this. But let's talk about this. What does it mean to serve freely and why do we make this such a high priority here at Wildwood? This is one of our four mission strategies, how we best see that we can employ our vision statement. And so serving freely is one of those components. I guess the best way I could describe it is this. As followers of Christ, we know that the gospel was never meant to terminate on us. It is a free gift. It's one that we receive. But just like we receive it with an open hand, I've always tried to give the picture to our students that we hold it in an open hand with the idea that we're then giving that away. And so when I say the gospel is never meant to terminate on us, even in receiving salvation, we go, hey, who else can I tell about this gift? Well, likewise, just like many of us were served in some way by the church, brought into faith, nurtured in the faith, we carry that understanding of, well, hey, I should be doing that as well. Who can I now give this to? I guess a good visual for that, or even a word picture, just being any body of water that naturally has an intake source where water's coming in, if it doesn't also likewise have an outflow, that water dies. You know, so when you look at the Dead Sea and why the salinity level is that it is, you know, water pours into it, but it has no outflow. And so thus, because of that, there's no life there. And so I've always kind of held that in my mind. I try to keep that in front of our students that. And if you want to grow, if you want to experience Christian life, you've got to have an outflow. You've got to be as the living water is being poured into you through the Holy Spirit. Thus, you want to find ways to give. 
and to serve and to allow that outflow. And then we're healthy. You know, we don't stagnate when we just kind of sit and soak. But when we serve, we're letting that living water flow out of us. Yeah, absolutely. And bringing biblical geography in there as man, well. Look at that. Yeah. Just, man, wonderful. Yeah. And Jesus gives us his example himself, right? Mark 10, 45, yep. even absolutely. the son of man came not to serve, but to serve yep. and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I think it's not simply for others, although that's helpful, but uh, there's a reflexive aspect to this. As we serve, it actually helps our own spiritual life as well. It'd be difficult to develop as a Christian without helping other people in their Christian walk, without serving other people along the way. If our Christian life is all about us, then it seems like we're missing something about our Christian faith. Is that Absolutely. Fair? Yeah, I think that's very fair. And it's not to downplay any of our discipleship or education facets of our mission, which are incredibly important. But we've always seen that knowledge alone doesn't really have the ability to transform the world. And I guess the best example, obviously, would be in Scripture uh, with the Pharisees or with the Sadducees, these gigantic men of faith that had so much knowledge, but no outflow, no real application of that. Or if there was, it was misguided and misdirected. And that's why when Jesus came on the scene, it caused such a stir to the status quo of this pursuit of knowledge, this pursuit of, you know, just gaining this, how can I be more like Christ? Well, the way that we're more like Christ is through serving. And so it's a both and. It's never a one or the other. We don't want to just have the serving. Otherwise, we land in what some would call the social gospel or not no gospel at all. Anybody can do good deeds. There are plenty of great humanitarian organizations that are devoid of the gospel or the knowledge of the gospel. But likewise, there's plenty of well-meaning churches, ministries, and Christians that are chock full of knowledge and information, even the gospel, but with no application of that. And so we're healthiest when we hold those two things in tension. Absolutely. So as our students, Pastor, how do you see this lived out in uh, the lives of our students here at Wildwood? Any ministry is naturally going to kind of take on the DNA of the leader. And I'm gifted and blessed is a better word by having just a formative church experience, but also two godly parents who just modeled this serving thing incredibly well. And so when I look at the gifts God has given me, a lot of it was just being blessed to have some of this hardwired into my system from an early age growing up in the PCA having great ministry leaders and parents and godly men and women that just really modeled this serving aspect. So naturally, when I came here to Wildwood and started looking at our student ministry, it just started taking on some of my DNA and serving being one of those high, high values, but also saying where student ministries can take some maybe cheap shots that are actually kind of fair is you know sometimes they can get labeled as just a fun place to have pizza and soda. And while fun is a great aspect of our ministry, and we love that, I've always believed that the middle school and high school and college years are so formative that we can offer them something that is so beyond themselves that can really set the course for the rest of their lives. And so while we love fun, we do fun on a regular basis, kind of brought this aspect of, hey, you'll be most like Jesus when you learn to give your life away. And we started to say, hey, what are some things that we can offer that they may not be able to get in their home life or they may not be able to get most certainly at their school or in culture in general? And so that's where we develop some of our mission strategies. Yeah. 
So let's talk about Wildwood more as a whole. You already mentioned the tech work that participated in. There's a lot of people who are now helping us out in that area. That was a big deal, especially after March. But what other ways could people serve freely here at Wildwood? What sort of needs do we have? Absolutely. Uh, That's a great question. And sometimes we haven't done a good job of either publicizing those or trying to make them readily accessible. And and as a pastor, we have to kind of own that and think through, hey, how do we keep opportunities in front of you, our people? One of the easiest to look to is just the different ministries of the church and just say, hey, is there a specific age or stage that you're particularly drawn to? Whether that be preschool, kids ministry, student ministry, college ministry, working with our young professionals. I mean, there's any number of just age and stage ministries where if you said, hey, I kind of like that age group, man, I promise you there's a place to plug in. Even if the needs aren't widely publicized, man, if you can get in touch with me or one of our ministry leaders, we would love to make that connection. But then there's some more niche ministries. We talked about tech, you know, whether that be audio or video or lighting. And man, we have had some great people step up that we had no idea had skills and passions uh, in this area. Worship ministry is a very visible one that requires a specific set of skills. And that one's um, well seen and that's an awesome opportunity. But then there's all kinds of maybe lesser known or behind the scenes ministries that are taking place. Our father's storehouse, there's obviously the second and fourth Tuesdays, but then there's behind the scenes stuff with people that actually get the groceries, unpack the groceries, repack the groceries, sort the clothing. There are just so many different things that are taking place on our campus. People would be surprised what a flurry even in a COVID season of activity takes place around here on a regular basis. But then when you think about one of the larger tools in our toolbox, when it comes to serving, we've got the community center, which is up and running. And I know Bob Burton would be more than thrilled to hear of people who have a passion to connect in the community. We've called that space a third place, kind of creating a home that's not overtly Christian, but giving people a safe place to engage with people in the community. So whether that's serving on Saturdays in the concession stand, which is open during all of these youth sporting events, or whether that's volunteering in the center itself and taking different time slots, whether it's when Northside Stage is meeting out there and the volunteers that are needed to pull off that outreach, there's awesome opportunities out at the community center, most of which are easy entry, you know, just kind of step in. And so really the big idea is this, talk about it this way in student ministry, we use the uh, acrostic shape that everyone has been shaped to serve. And we talk about the S being your spiritual gift, the H being your heart, A, abilities, P, personality, and E, experiences. And everyone has a unique shape, unique gifts, passions, ability, experiences that God wants to use. He gave it to you for a reason, so that you can be mobilized with the gospel to serve. Yeah. And it sounds like regardless of what abilities uh, you have in there, there is something that you could be serving here at Wildwood. Absolutely. And God's given it to you for a reason. And I also think it's important to conclude with this idea that we're talking about serving freely. As you said at the beginning, this is not part of salvation. This is not a a requirement. Rather, it's an overflow of the gospel because so much has been invested in us. We want to invest freely in the lives of other people. Absolutely. And I think the best way I've always remembered it is we don't work towards our salvation. We work from our salvation. You know, there's no amount of serving that earned you enough merit (laughs) to warrant, oh man, I've got my ticket punched to heaven. And so we don't serve out of any sense of duty or obligation or getting God to do something for us. 
but it's truly the heart that's embraced the gospel, been changed by the gospel, been made new, that out of that and from that we serve. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's an important distinction that we know that, man, we're serving out of desire and out of responsibility, out of privilege to serve because of what Christ has done for us. Yeah, absolutely. So you've mentioned a number of possibilities. And if you're listening to us and uh, are interested in serving and not sure how to take that first step, feel free to send us an email. Go to makedisciples at wildwoodtlh.com and we can certainly forward you to the right person that uh, can help you get plugged in and uh, get involved in one of these ministries. Absolutely. We'd love to see that. Thanks for joining us this week, Todd. Glad to have you here with us. Glad to be here. Yeah. And we hope that you will join us again as well next week for our next episode of the Make Disciples podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Please join us again for our next episode of Make Disciples.